They originally wanted Betty Davis to play Tron. <laughs> but, but Joan said, I will not be in this film if she's in it again. If Betty's in it, then I'm playing Trog. <laughs> Why does Betty always get the good parts? I want to be Trog. <laughs> I don't know what to do. This movie is too much. It's still, it's still in my brain. It's like I feel, no, I'm still I feel so sorry. I'm still thinking I'm, I'm about so it. Sorry for Trog. I, I you know? know my heart is broken for Trog. Okay, welcome to another B movie. I'm Carrie and <laughs> I'm Yvette. Yay! So Aww. today we watched the and 19 <laughs> in the 1970 <laughs> film. No, Trog, no! Starring Joan Crawford as Dr. as Dr. Brockton. People on the outside think all scientists are a little deranged. <laughs> yes, I've run into that. Sadly, this was Joan Crawford's final performance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor Although Joan. she did, she did give it a hundred percent. She, oh, she didn't just give it a hundred percent. She went above and beyond. Yes, without without Joan in this movie, there is no Trog without Joan right. Crawford. <laughs> so so Trog, a perfect example of a Trog. <laughs> okay, anthropologist <laughs> Dr. Brockton, Joan Crawford, unearths a troglodyte. A perfect example of a Trog. What the devil are you talking about? Half man, half ape. <laughs> Ice Age, missing Link, and manages to domesticate him. <laughs> Good boy. Until he's let loose by an irate land developer to go on a rampage and kidnap a little girl. Wow, that's kind of a weird synopsis. <laughs> it's, it's been there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, okay, this is what was on. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, the poster for the movie, found one missing link and all the terror that goes with it. Now that sounds better. <laughs> That's nothing's accurate. It's basically no. a gentle love story between Dr. Brockton and an ancient troglodyte. That's it. It was very romantic. That's fine, Trog. Very much so. Be careful, mother. Don't worry. He understands. Let me have a trunk. Give it to me, Trog. Let me have it. Come on. <laughs> Very gentle, indeed. That's fine, Trog. No, Trog, no! Reminded me of, of Chaka from Land of the Lost. Yeah, basically, like Chaka from the Land of the Lost grew up. And lost his body hair. <laughs> and lost a lot of his body hair. What is it, Chaka? What did you say? Chorizo tacos. Are you saying chorizo tacos? Don't play around because I am super hungry. It's a man's body with with <laughs> with a hippie hairdo and a gorilla mask. <laughs> Okay, again, it's 1970. He, he looks a lot like he's wearing Sonny Bono's fur vest. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Trog. I still don't know if that was supposed to be 
his body hair or like a shoulder cape. I know. If they didn't have that, then you would really see. You would see the where the fact mask. that it's a person that's just wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they had to kind of move that hair out so it looks like it kind of fits a little bit better. I feel like they could have tried a little harder. Yeah. Yes. I know. Especially with someone like Joan Crawford at the helm, you know? You would want to make the best trod possible. But, you know, maybe they gave her all the money. and That's how you get Joan Crawford. This movie cost a million dollars to make, and Joan Crawford got 900000 of that. I fought worse monsters than you for years in Hollywood. I know how to win the hard way. Don't fuck with me, fellas! Yes. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> And you know what? No, this is this is a movie I will never forget. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it was I'll worth give, it. I'll give it that. A perfect example of a trug. What? A troglodyte. <laughs> Unfortunately, especially for Joan Crawford, no one will ever forget. <laughs> this is unforgettable. This is this is not how you want to go out. <laughs> Facts, Inspector. We're going to have to face them. Oh my god. And since lots of people have gotten wind of this, you're also going to have to face publicity. This kind of news inflames curiosity everywhere. No, Trog, no! <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So do you want to start with the, the beginning? Or we could start from the end and go all the way backwards. <laughs> I don't, honestly, I don't think it will matter. <laughs> if we go backwards, at least he's back safe in his cave. <laughs> when it first starts, I mean, there's such high hopes. The movie has a really nice soundtrack. It has really good foley. The sound effects are brilliant. Um, the Technicolor is really nice. The acting yeah. is superb. Right. Everybody looks like they're giving 100% to this movie. They're really acting the hell out of it, it's especially Joan Crawford. Right. That's why I was surprised. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, Yvette, this looks really good so far. So far, this looks great. Wait for it. <laughs> Just waiting for it to hit the fan. <laughs> and it does. As soon as you see a perfect example of a trug. What? A trug. What? A trug. A troglodyte. Unfortunately, the downfall of this movie is trog. Is <laughs> they needed trog. to put a little bit more money into special effects makeup. So they went to the, the nearest ahas and got him a gorilla mask. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. This will do. <laughs> it was discounted. That was the best one they could find. We gave all our money to Joan. <laughs> I feel like she probably rewrote the entire script and all of her lines. Oh, you know, that's possible. Every time she spoke, the camera would just do a nice close up. And it would just do the slow zoom like, it's time for that speech I wrote. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and just and the way she spoke so soft and compassionate you could feel the strength behind it all and the emotion and i mean she just really like i'm ready for my close-up mr book line and sinkers not so fast we believe the trog could be the connection between the creatures of early civilization and man as we know him today this troglodyte who somehow survived is a living reminder of what happened after our ancestors the apes left the forest and first started to walk on hind legs and take shelter in the caves the study of anthropology supports me after a few more eons 
The creature developed a brain. Physically and mentally, he became the early shape of man. It's my firm belief that Trog is the missing link. And the prime objective of our program will be to gradually pull Trog across the time span, right into the heart of the 20th century. It sounds like an impossible task. <laughs> it's the same we must try. It's our sacred as well as scientific duty to study this creature with complete dedication and search out the truth. Nothing will prevent that. Really into it. She was very old Hollywood, consummate, professional. Yeah. And, I mean, she was amazing. The looks she would give Trog. I know, she was so tender and... Trog has had more than his share of hysteria and brutal suspicion. It's like the, this whole world of emotion on her face, mm -hmm. all of this compassion for this... Rubber mask. Rubber mask man. <laughs> oh, it was fabulous. It was wonderful. <laughs> you see, dear, now that you show more patience, you can reach him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would watch it even if it was like a little cardboard-based character. <laughs> next to her. I mean, it really didn't have to be anything. You could have just put like a been... dummy up there and just had exactly. her act to it. It was exactly. pretty much what she did. That's what she did. And it was wonderful. It was so great. You know what's missing in my life? A hit movie. That is totally old Hollywood acting. That's real acting. If you have someone... She pulled all the drama out of it. Yes, yes. She could be talking to a broomstick. And, and I know. <laughs> and emoting, you know. She made you believe in Trog. I know. I was starting to feel sorry for Trog. So we have the spelunkers in the cave in the very beginning. It's a very serious part of the movie. They're, they're spelunking in these caves and find a little pool of water. It was legit. They were using a very British language. <laughs> British technical language. British technical language. Well, I don't know about you. But I think this seems more like a job for the sub-aqua boys. Don't let them in on this. Cold, it's like ice. Probably fed by subterranean glacial waters. Give me the torch. Yeah, take mine. Yes. It was slow, but it was paced. But it draws you in. What was going to happen next? What creatures will they find? Or... And you never knew. It could have been a giant sea squid, giant spiders. Rabbit. We were expecting something. <laughs> a rabbit. <laughs> Betty right. Davis. <laughs> Mummified Betty Davis, Davis in the corner. <laughs> Still holding a cigarette. <laughs> oh, hello, boys. <laughs> she was frozen. I've been waiting for you, Sub-Aqua boys, for years down here. Now, when I'm very good and do as I am told, I'm Mama's little angel, and Papa says I'm good as gold. But no, it was not the beloved Betty Davis. It was a troglodyte, half it was man, a half ape. <laughs> yes. Beats a poor English boy to death. To a pulp. Poor guy. Oh, and all he wanted to do was explore. In his chonies. In his chonies, <laughs> yes. Poor they guy. They take off all of their oh. really cool spelunking gear. Yeah. By the way, their fashion was incredible. It was like lesbian was... fashion 101. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Like, hmm, I nice wear that. Boots. I know, I totally wear that. 
<laughs> spelunking gear. Lesbians all look like they're always spelunking. <laughs> Every day, no matter what season. <laughs> and you know what? I'm cool with that. <laughs> we're, we're ready for an adventure at any moment. <laughs> so they strip off their, their groovy spelunking gear go swimming in the ice cold little pool to figure out what's on the other side of it and that's where they they finally encounter the trog right oh and he just he just pops out just jumps out and and gorilla face just ah, with his gnarly mm -hmm. teeth and he just pounds on him not in a good ah. way (laughs) (laughs) not in the way they were hoping Oh, well, man. hello, Trog. You can hurt you. <laughs> they needed the sub aqua boys. <laughs> they were hoping to meet up with them, but instead they meet up with the Trog. And so the the other man, he, he saw his friend's body and then he sees Trog, but is able to escape. So they took him in because he was in shock. Please try to describe it. Monstrous, like nothing I've ever seen before. Try to describe it. You're the only one who saw it and survived. How large was it compared to a human? Leave me alone. Did it? Remember what was he Leave saying? Do you remember what was he saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't remember. I was looking at Joan Crawford the whole time. I was just, I was looking at her eyes. She was drawing me in. I was like, oh, her voice is so soothing. <laughs> you just want to melt into it. Right, it's hypnotic. Cliff kept talking about something he'd seen in that cave, something that terrified him, almost as if it had escaped from another world, an animal perhaps. So whatever he was saying, I, I don't even know. I was just watching her expressions and her reactions to him. He kept repeating, like I have never seen. <laughs> Who is the poor actor? <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, he's he's back at the laboratory, and that's how uh, Joan Crawford finds out that there was some creature. The young man can't describe or anything no. because he's so he's in too shock. traumatized. Yeah, and he's the, in shock. He's in shock, and the police inspector comes to investigate, like how mm-hmm. his friend died. How is the patient? Still in shock. Let me know the moment I can talk to him. I'll ask you not to leave the district without telling me. Joan believes mm-hmm. she's a serious, serious scientist. Absolutely. And she wants to investigate. We need to go and search <laughs> exactly. for whatever is in this cave. Whatever it is, it must exist. It's still there, trapped. I have to see it. Malcolm, I must go into that cave before the police. But doctor, you can't. It's much too dangerous. This could be the one chance in a lifetime, an opportunity to lift the veil from the past. And so they do, even though the uh, inspector is going to, uh, you know, check out the cave. <laughs> she goes first. She's like, Mm-mm, not waiting oh, around. I'm I take care of shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's like, are you kidding? Joan Crawford, she's, she's going to take care of this. You watch. Don't fuck with me, fellas. This ain't my first time at the rodeo. fabulous Mm -hmm. and so she just goes into the cave herself with her young protege and so they're down there (laughs) and she brings her her camera brings her camera she's in her like beautiful outfit designed by bob mackie for spelunking Spelunking. yeah (laughs) 
it's, it's the outfit that lesbians wouldn't wear. Exactly. <laughs> lesbians would never wear. There's another cave behind there. We've gone as far as we can. And it Lines. was white. It was perfect. <laughs> like you go spelunking in a white trouser ensemble. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And her hair was perfect. Her hair was little, perfectly coiffed. Under the helmets. Everything matched. <laughs> so they're searching. They're searching. To s what could it be? What is this creature? She's looking through this tiny little hole. And she grabs her camera. And lo and behold, Shigrog shows up. Holding a rock above his head. Flexing his muscles. And screaming. Oh! She snaps a picture. He's in the perfect position. Perfect position. For Muscles. an action shot. Yeah. And, and you that know what? The picture came out perfect. She that didn't have beautiful. to take two or three or say, hey, Trod, can you do it again? It's a little blurry. You move too fast, this or that. No, one shot, perfect. And now she has the evidence. I took that picture with my own camera. Developed it in my own dark room. Her nice eight by ten glossy. glossy. <laughs> <laughs> that she keeps with her. Wherever she goes. I know. She's gonna have an autograph by Trog. <laughs> oh, Trog! The adventures we will have. No! They capture Trog. She goes back with her other scientist friends. It's become a media circus. And newscasters are there. I mean, everyone is there to find out what this thing is. And she's there to capture it. They go into the cave and lure Trog out. Damned outrage. Trash spectacle, cheap publicity. All this riffraff gives our town a bad name. Dr. Brockton's opinion. Her opinion means nothing to me. And he, of course, um, so he kills a few people again. <laughs> well, at least, well, we know he at least he knocks them out. I don't know if they die, but he kills he kills a few people, and, <laughs> and everyone's scared and runs away. And she brings out this huge gun. It looks like a shotgun, her hypo gun, and she gets him. Well, it took her shoots a few. him with. <laughs> It, it landed, but it took her a few because he's so strong. Right. The tranquilizer darts, even though it was like a huge shotgun. So it was just kind of weird. It's not like a regular And it was, sounded like a regular gun. I don't know if it was like, that, that was the one thing not... with the Foley. I, I don't think that's what tranquilizer gun sounds like. Buckshot in him. Right. Hurry, but, he, he kind of falls slowly and slowly to sleep. And then he falls down at her feet. So she brings Trog back to the laboratory and she puts him in a cage. Christina's cage. <laughs> Christina's cage. <laughs> Christina had to move to a different cage. Unfortunately, <laughs> Christina had to get into the small cage. Poor Christina. <laughs> Christina, darling. Remember, Trog is here. Your new brother Trog has to what take about, the large cage. What about Christopher? Who? <laughs> oh no. Yes, mommy. 
Yes, mommy dearest. <laughs> we have Trog now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's chained in a cage in the laboratory. And she decides she's going to teach Trog. So she starts off with children's toys. <laughs> oh, this it was like so a, ridiculous. I don't know what <laughs> toy this was. I know. And then it's just like, okay. It was like a toy after toy after toy. So she has these little toys that she's introducing to Trog. Yeah, and then she had like a little little baby doll, a little wind-up dolly. A little blonde (laughs) baby doll. Yeah, little blonde, you know, dolly. And she shows him, look, a baby. You know, she's holding it. Playing sweet little music. She winds up the kitty. And the little baby doll's back. So he learns up to wind up baby dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She teaches him. Next time he sees a real baby, he's going to wind it up. up. (laughs) See if music comes out of it. (laughs) Remember, we're dealing with the music. (laughs) The music just looks broken. (laughs) (laughs) Trog mad, broken dolly. (laughs) Trog, put the kid down. Now give it to Trog. So, so she plays with the little dollies with him. And it's so funny because she's she's literally in the cage with him. Although he is chained, so I guess he can't jump at her, but she's pretty close to him. She's she's, she's just giving him these these this these looks of love. She's and, lounging next. She's not even yes, sitting, she's like no, lounging she's lounge, in the cage kind of next scrolled, to him. Yes, exactly. And just and, looking at him with such love. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right. This and is just, my child, Trog. <laughs> and just making eye contact with him, and, and he's looking at her, trying to figure things out, and you know he's thinking. Hmm. And you, this is when you really do fall in love with him. She looks at him with so much empathy and compassion <laughs> and <him>. love. <laughs> Good boy, Trog. How fast he moves! <laughs> you see, dear, now that you show more patience, we can reach him. That's the truth. So so she decides to play music for him too. Music and it's and she plays beautiful classical music. He starts to sway with it. He loves the classical music. He loves it. And then she puts on a rock and roll record. Rock and roll devil music. <laughs> okay. And then he freaks out, flips out, he's banging on the cage doors, and ah, just going nuts. And she's like, change the music, change the music. My devil rock and roll. Exactly the evils of that devil music i'll tell you what and so they put the nice classical music back on music hath charms that soothes the savage breast (laughs) and then she starts teaching him colors and she shows him a a a circle of blue on paper and she says and she says to trog 
Trog. Blue. <laughs> Look at this. This is blue. 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 <laughs> and Trog's looking. Ooh, and he picks up the blue circle. And then she shows him green, <laughs> Trog. This is green, Trog. Green. He seems to recognize that color. This is green. And then she gets to red. This is red. Trog, stop it! So now we know that red is the devil's color. And rock and roll is the devil's music. Christina, turn off that devil rock and roll. <laughs> Look at your brother Trog. He doesn't listen to that garbage. <laughs> He's my new favorite. <laughs> We're going to give him a party. <laughs> and you're not invited. <laughs> You've had so much, Christina, in your life. Trog has had nothing. He gets all your toys. You don't need them anymore. <laughs> He's lived in a cave forever. Give him your toys, Christina. <laughs> You must learn to share. Yes, mommy dearest. By the way, I'm giving him your lizard and fish head rations too. <laughs> he is a growing boy. He's hungry, very hungry, Christina. <laughs> he didn't get fed every day the way you do. Fish and lizards will supply the proteins he needs until we can safely expand the range of his feeding. Trog. Here, Trog. Good boy. Not so fast, you'll get a tummy ache. Go ahead, Anne. Feed him some fish now. You have to bite and scratch for every little scrap. <laughs> oh, I know. So sweet and that she throws those cool Obviously rubber. Lizards rubber. <laughs> rubbery fish yang, 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 yang. I hate see him. I'm <laughs> chewing on it, it with relish. For a senior citizen, he certainly has a marvelous appetite. More? Aren't you getting too close? He doesn't frighten me a bit. That's right, Anne, darling. Never show fear. Meanwhile, back in the village, <laughs> our, our local uh, neighbor, the evil land developer is very angry that this trog is in existence and is, a, is on the land, that the property values are going to go down. So he complains and decides to bring a case against the doctor and have trog destroyed. He did kill some people. Yeah. So and she let trog out. For some reason, she felt he was safe being out in the garden. And basically, she plays fetch with him like a dog. Yeah. Why not? Trog. Fetch the ball. <laughs> Come on. Roll it back to me. Good boy, Trog. I, I was not a fan of Trog in this scene. I did not like this. It was just wrong. Anytime, anything that involves animals, I just do not like. The poor little German yeah. shepherd comes out. Well, he's kind of big. A big German shepherd. He just wants to play with the ball. And he gets mad and starts growling at Trog because Trog has the ball. And then Trog starts flinging him around. And they both start growling. And, <laughs> and they both go crazy. And the dog's trying to bite him. And, and Trog's 
try to stop him and throws him and the dog dies. I closed my eyes. <laughs> you closed your eyes. So you didn't see the big giant stuffed animal. It just looked like a fur coat. <laughs> they probably borrowed one of Joan's furs. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put a little pillow under and stuff. Here, it a little here's bit. your shepherd. <laughs> Do the scene. Now give me my money. <laughs> you don't need those special effects. <laughs> I have plenty of furs that look like German shepherds. <laughs> oh, it's like Cruella de Vil. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> So poor Trog, he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. So that was sad. So that was another case that they gave that he was he, protecting he his mama. Dog. <laughs> protecting Mama Joan, Mama Joan. But the magistrate says, "Well, let me let me think about this." Yeah, and, and just uh, keep him locked up as long as he doesn't get into any shenanigans. Let's keep everybody safe. We'll revisit this later. Right. Now, for the present, I've heard enough. It will take me a few days to resolve these facts and assertions. In the meantime, Dr. Brockton, I charge you with the full responsibility of keeping this creature secure if he breaks loose or in any way becomes a menace to the community. I shall order him to be destroyed. So Joan, of course, is involving uh, other members of the scientific community, and uh, they decide to come out and, and meet Trog. Scientists of all nations have a common cause. I consider it a privilege to be here. Thank you, Professor. And work with Joan to really find out what Trog is all about. And so she shows them all the research she's been doing, which mm -hmm. consists of playing with a blonde dolly. And with a baby doll. And throwing a ball. <laughs> but they cut out the right. part where he killed the shepherd. Yes, right. No, Trog, no! And they all are just enamored by this trog like oh my gosh so they decide to place a a micro device the micro device is like the size of a cell phone oh, it's huge with gigantic wires sticking out of it <laughs> yes. so he's you know he's asleep and they're you know doing this major surgical procedure to implant this device in him and once the device is implanted we'll may be able to communicate with him i thought it was like right. some kind of like like a GPS. Like house arrest. I <laughs> yeah. thought it was going to just monitor where he's at. Crosses a line. <laughs> zaps him. It just zaps him. <laughs> Bad truck. Get back. But apparently Get this truck. was going to allow him to communicate somehow. Right. So um, it wasn't in his brain. No. It like wasn't. in his chest. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Clean it up. Put a tape right around his chest so he can't reach the ends. So, so they, you know, so he wakes up from, you know, the anesthesia. And um, there's a screen in front of Trog, and there are oh, pictures no. of dinosaur and this bones. This is where things get weirder, <laughs> because she she injects him with what we're thinking are drugs. It must have been psychedelics. Far out. Because he goes into this like drug-induced claymation dinosaur story. <laughs> I mean, talk about having a budget for this movie. And they start the sequence off with that swirly hypnosis graphic. Like you oh, are being hypnotized. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he goes into the psychedelic oh, claymation shit. dinosaur world. <laughs> It's like Godzilla versus Mothra. 
<laughs> the dinosaurs. <laughs> at one point, the dinosaurs dance. start dancing like, a little oh. bit. It looks like. <laughs> And it's like little T-Rexes. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be an earthquake. <laughs> little T-Rexes with their earthquake. tiny little hands. <laughs> and then and then we see Bobby Brady's volcano Bobby Brady's volcano. It works. It works. Now watch the lava ooze out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a trip, man. I felt like I was on LSD. <laughs> it was a total trip. <laughs> the really sad part is I'd rather be watching that movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> as, as long as Joan was narrating it, I'd watch it. <laughs> that would have been the better movie. <laughs> <laughs> when the dinosaurs roam the earth. Our planet Earth. <laughs> yes. Claymation T Rexes with little mini hands. Oh. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Fell into the tar pits of California. <laughs> and and then he comes out of his trip. And they're like, Trog! Trog, what did you and see? All of a sudden he could talk. And he starts to talk. And nah. And what does he say? And <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, oh, he can talk. He can talk. To be able to talk, they made him have like some kind of LSD trip. <laughs> they implanted a box in his chest. <laughs> <laughs> did they really have to implant that for him to be able to say that? So mean. <laughs> I mean, he I had know. all the tools he needed. He has vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> he's already kind of grunting and making sounds i'm sure the next day he would have been like and get me a beer <laughs> he spoke spoke you know now i'm thinking Maybe he didn't talk at all. They were just all tripping on LSD. <laughs> they were all tripping on LSD. <laughs> they they were the ones that saw the claymation. They saw the claymation dinosaurs. Far out. <laughs> and he was just still asleep from the anesthesia. <laughs> it was all the dream. <laughs> Joe Crawford's mind. <laughs> So at this point, the real trick comes in. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to it the movie. So it, no, it's actually a pretty short. It, it film, does seem but... like a really short film, but yeah, the guy yeah. that looks like Dumbledore, <laughs> Dumbledore, <laughs> the developer, the developer, it kind developer. of looks like him when when he's not dressed like a wizard. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't dressed like a wizard. <laughs> he's just, he, a he, wizard he, came and. <laughs> And set trunks loose. Alohomora. Trog. This is unnecessary. I'm letting you. I'm setting you free, Trog. <laughs> Enough with this Joan Crawford garbage. <laughs> Trog love Joan. <laughs> So he decides, yeah. since the law will not destroy take him. care of this or destroy the trog, horrible. he is going to sneak in 
to the laboratory. Wreak havoc. Smash everything in the laboratory. Make it look like Trog just went insane. You know what they'll say? They'll say that Trog has a very nasty temper. But what can you expect from a slimy beast? Go ahead, missing Link. If that's what you are, you should be missing. You bloody monster! And then he releases Trog and runs away. He releases Trog, throws the lock at Trog and runs away like a, like a scared little English boy. He's like, ooh, I'm off. And he goes to his car. He's getting ready to leave. He's going to close the trunk. And all of a sudden... <laughs> standing above him, it's awesome. Because you know what? This guy messed up his room. He know, he made a mess. He made a total mess, and Trog knows that that's wrong, because Trog's a good guy. So Trog pummels him and kills him. And his body was on top of the horn, and that's how Joan Crawford woke up and was like, I hear a horn. What could that be? What is going on? And so she runs out in her nightgown, and all the other people... Uh, that worked in the laboratory. That were, they all run out to see what's going on, and they see Trog, and the man's body in the car. Trog, stop it! Trog! No, Trog, bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> and she hits him with the newspaper. <laughs> bad Trog, bad. <laughs> and he's running away, and she's like. I need my, what was it? I need my hypo gun. <laughs> hypo gun now. Every scene. Bring me the hypo gun. She would think that after like 20 times she needs that damn hypo gun. She would just keep it with her. <laughs> just keep it. Just put it on your back or something. Sling it around your back. Have it ready. A, you know, ready you're going to gonna go. need it. You know you're going to yeah. need it. And you who the hell is she gun. asking to get it for her? <laughs> She's just yelling to the wind. Does anybody, <laughs> nobody knows where your damn hypo gun is. And they're just, they're all staring at her like, what the hell are you talking about? What is this hypo gun? <laughs> get me my hypo gun quickly. Get me my hypo gun. <laughs> so poor Trog's like, I'm out of here, man. This is crazy. <laughs> so he runs away because he's so scared. Joan's mm -hmm. mad at him and he murdered a guy. His room's a mess. You know, he he, j he looks like he knows he did wrong, he did bad, and he's going to be scolded by Joan. So he just right. goes and curls up in a little fetal position in a little ball and just whimpers oh, and falls asleep in the woods. Oh, I know. It's a so poor little froggy. Right he didn't know. He doesn't know any better. Gosh. No, and in the morning he wakes up and he decides to go to the bakery. He just he needs you know he needs some coffee. He needs his morning croissant. coffee and his his gummy lizard. Gummy <laughs> lizard and a croissant. <laughs> so, okay, he goes into the village, and the the village people are not happy. 
And this is when we find out that he's vegan. Right. And so, you know, he goes to the, the, you know, the bakery and then, oh, he sees fruit out and he decides to eat some of the fruit, some of the apples and the shopkeeper. He doesn't see Trog's face. He just sees these hands grabbing apples. Oi, what do you think you're doing? that's the end of that shop i know <laughs> another him. one bites the dust yeah and then so Trog goes to the next he's shop just walking down the street and he coffee. he's not even paying attention it's a butcher shop next door with all of the carcasses hanging Ugh. and oh i know and the, the butchers you know here's what happens and so he gets the biggest butcher knife and Trog's just walking down the street and the butcher his own. lunges out at him yeah and lunges towards Trog. I think he caught, cut him in the arm because he was I don't know how weak that butcher was, but he gave him like a yeah. little chop on the arm. It looked like he gave him a paper cut. And he had a right. cleaver. And Trog just, right, and Trog just grabs the butcher. And you can see Trog's looking at all the carcasses. He didn't like that. He didn't We didn't like that either. No, I think Trog's a vegan. He is a vegan. So he picks up the butcher and he... He... Hangs him on the meat. He hangs hook. him on the hook with the Bye-bye rest of the pigs. With the rest of the rest of the Oh no. Yeah. So another one dead. Oh, he's just gotta get out of that town. So he hears the little children laughing and playing. So he decides, Oh, I'm gonna go hang out with the kids. He goes to the playground. He sees all the kids having fun. And he sees kids playing with a soccer ball. And he's like, I played ball before. I played fetch. So he, he walks down to see the little children. And he's just kind of whimpering. He's not even in an angry like, mode. Ah, he's just like, ah, ah, Kids are like, ah! and they see it and they run. And there's one little girl who's on a swing. Didn't get off the, and, the slide in time. And that, yeah, and there's a little girl, a little blonde girl who looks like the baby doll toy that he's been playing with. So he Good going, Joe. grabs her off of the <laughs> So he grabs the little girl and she screams, and the mother sees and she screams and freaks out. I just wanted to hear some music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna wind her up so I can hear some music. Some music. So he he grabs onto the baby, the little girl, and she uh, passes out from fear. <laughs> and so he he takes off with her. And where do you think he's gonna go? Back home, to his cave. So he goes back to his cave, and he gingerly places the little girl down on the ground. While he kind of scoots into the cave, and then he picks her up again and brings her into the cave. And, and he's very he gentle. Gets to the little pond. Very gentle the whole time. And he gets some little water from the pond in the cave. And he says, And he tries to give the little girl water. 
Now sing. And now. <laughs> yeah, sing for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joan and the police and the soldiers are there and they're ready to And they get the Tron. whole infantry out. It's like they don't just get oh, like yeah. a couple of soldier boys. They just get the, the entire no. infantry. The whole army. Mm-hmm. They're all there to kill Trog. And Joan is, she's pretty pissed off. Don't fuck with me, fellas! Uh, they try to blame it on her. Like, well, this is all your fault. She's like, you know what? Blame Sam Murdoch. It was his fiendish idea to let Trog loose. Uh, that's his fault. And it's true. It was his fault. He's the one that let Trog out and upset him and caused the whole problem. But, you know, whatever. And then the mama comes out. The mama of the of the baby girl the little blonde girl comes out and just berates poor dr brockman it's all your fault i heard mr murdoch at the public inquiry he was right he wanted to do away with your monster then but you wouldn't let him if anything happens to my little girl please madam come on now we're doing everything we can i beg you to let me go in that cave alone if i can only talk to trog there's an even chance I can bring that child out safely. She would like to go into the cave. She needs to one-on-one -on -one with him. And they're like, no way. No way are you going in there. We're going to go in there. We're going to storm the place. We're just going to blow them up. She walks past the police. She walks past all the military guys. She just walks past everybody and goes straight into that cave. Stay where you are, Dr. Brockton. That's an order. Dr. Brockton! She's going to take care of it. She loves Trog. She's like, lady, I trust Trog. I'm going to get your baby back. Right. I'm exactly. going Here in I the come. cave with my Mackie couture, <laughs> spelunking clothes. Her hands in her pocket. Her posture is perfect. She walks past everyone, goes into the cave. There she finds Trog and the little girl. Please, Trog, let me have the child. Trog, come on. Come on. Please, Trog, I want you to let me have the child. Come on, Trog. I want you to give me the child. Please. Thank you, Trog. Right. <laughs> Joan is able to pick up the little girl and hold her in the arms. And Trog's just looking at her like, oh, okay. Mm. He looks sad because he really liked the little girl and thought he made a friend. And he never got to hear his music. He wanted to hear music. <laughs> and, you know, and he's sad because Joan's a little upset with him. And, yes, know. mommy dearest. So Joan leaves the cave with the girl. She just walked in, but the army guys are all arguing about how there's not enough room for them to get in. There's only enough room for one person at a time to somehow enter this cave. And Joan just like walked in. Right. I mean, she didn't like have any trouble at all. <laughs> there was a little red carpet like a, for her. Oh, and... Exactly. <laughs> and, and they had to like, like get out all the TNT they could find. <laughs> 
and they just start blowing up the cave. Blowing up the whole thing. Ruining all I the know, stalactites this beautiful stalagmite. Then like a hundred of them come in the sideway, and then a bunch of them come from mm -hmm. the top. I'm like, it makes no sense. <laughs> It was way overkill. overkill. Then there's a hundred yeah. soldier boys, and they all have rifles and machine mm -hmm. guns. And Trog is like totally out in the open, and you can fully see him. Right. And there, every single army guy is shooting. Like every single round they have, they're shooting at him. Right. And none of them, none of them hit him directly at him. A clear shot. Clear shot. This is why <laughs> the, know, the British know. needed our help in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> One of them could, could hit him. And then poor Trog just loses his footing. He trips and then he falls into a stalagmite and that's how he dies. He his balance. He just, he just kind of falls over. Him. Not one bullet in him. <laughs> He's impaled with He's a stalagmite. Impaled. Poor Trog. What a way to go. What a way to go. Poor guy. I know. And you see his little Troggy face looking up. As he's dying. The end. <laughs> Again, yeah. there's yep. no... Everything goes black. Abrupt. Boom. We know in our hearts that Dr. Brockman is... Brokenhearted. Yes, absolutely. It's like, you know, she's done her acting. She read no. the lines that she wrote for herself. She's She collected her money. She's just, she's out of there. She's That was her last <laughs> scene. Goodbye. Until next time. Get me a Pepsi and, a, and my hypo gun. <laughs> Pepsi and a vodka and my hypo gun and I'm out of here, boys. I've done the job I was paid to do and I will do no more than that. Oh, and by the way, you can keep Christina. <laughs> you have a perfectly good cage there for her. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, it's so sad. All of it. It is so the sad. The last film oh, Joan Crawford yeah. ever did. Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it. With all of that, yes, it was enjoyable. I have to say. Yeah, it was fun. That it was. It was a pleasant watch. I yeah. don't know that I'd watch it again, but I wasn't <laughs> unhappy that I watched it. Trog. <laughs> No, that was really good. Oh, I, I really think you're too generous with these really good statements. <laughs> it was a, it was entertaining. Joan Crawford in her <laughs> finest performance. Her finest performance. Really, ever. to make this movie anywhere oh, near watchable, she had to really pull something off. <laughs> she did. Boy, she she believed it through and through. She committed. Five billion percent. Absolutely. She committed to that role. She was Dr. Brockman. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Another B Movie Podcast. And we would love to hear any of your suggestions on some new movies we could watch, some new old movies, some new crappy old movies. Hooray! Oh, also. Oh, we're on Apple now. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you would, we would love it if you would review us on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Heck yeah. And until next time. This has been another B-movie. <laughs>